uh, Love, Life, and Live podcast hosted by myself, Daryl K. Millsap. This podcast is intended for uh, people who are currently on kidney dialysis or who have had kidney dialysis. It's an informational podcast. Uh, the purpose of this podcast is not only to inform uh, people, uh, but also their family members. Uh, this is dedicated to all the people who are currently on dialysis and uh, who have been on dialysis. We'll talk about topics such as emotional topics, uh, finances, uh, pre-transplant, post-transplant. We'll talk about uh, disabilities uh, as far as how do you get disability. And we'll have a wide range of topics to talk about doing this podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to inform people in a layman's term uh, of what's going on. A lot of times patients have a lot of questions to ask, but the various doctors, nephrologists, nurses, dialysis techs, they don't really have time to explain because they're busy uh, doing other things to help you. So I hope this podcast is uh, very informational for you and that you have any questions uh, that might concern you. You can call in and ask, and we'll try to get answers for you. In our future episodes, we'll have a lot of professional people on the podcast. We'll have doctors, nurses, dialysis tech. We'll have people who are currently on dialysis and people who have had transplants. Uh, they'll use their experience and their, uh, their story, tell you their story, which would probably be a lot like your story. Um, I want this podcast to uplift people, uh, to let them know that even though you're on kidney dialysis, you can still live a, an active life. It's, it's not the end, it's just the beginning. Um, I speak from experiences. I myself am a kidney transplant. So... Uh, when I say this, you can, uh, you can live a fruitful life, but you have to have family with you, and uh, you have to have a very strong mind. So uh, I'll tell my story in the end, but right now we have a special guest on the podcast, our very first podcast, a gentleman named Harold Wilson, is a friend of mine, and uh, also a fraternity brother of mine. He will tell his story as how he... Uh, became on dialysis and his experiences. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you all to Harold Wilson. Well, thank you very much, Daryl. Uh, thanks for having me. No problem. Um, yeah, I'd like to get started with that saying that um, as being a, at first encountering this problem, uh, that's the, really the initial effect of it. It's like you're ill. I mean, all of a sudden you're feeling fine. You go to the doctor one one month, and you um, all of a sudden you feel like you're sick, and you don't know why you're sick. I went to a doctor. This is this occurred to me in June of 2009. I was feeling fine. I went to the doctor. I was healthy. Um, all my numbers were good. The only problem that I had. And that was occurring um, for a while as I had high blood pressure. And I'll be honest, um, for African-American men, uh, high blood pressure is a major issue. And depending on your job, it could be stress. So those two key things could be a cause to kidney failure. But 
from the beginning, I had no idea of this. So um, I was fine in June of 2009 and around the holidays in um, September, Labor Day, matter of fact, and I um, was at a party and um, I, my stomach started you know, giving me problems. So I thought it was some bad food I ate. Um, having said that, I went home and um, thought I was going to take some medicine and it kept bothering me. So eventually I went to the doctor and then that's when the doctor told me that, um, hey, we need to get some uh, additional blood work done and uh, I need you to take this big jug home and um, urinate in it for about um, 24 hours. And um, what occurred was um, I took that in, took that back and um, come to find out that um, my kidneys were failing. So um, the doctor, you know, and Daryl, you know, you might you know have some questions you might want to ask ask me, you know, during this time because you know I felt that at that time I was having you know I was I thought I was okay, but come to find out that the doctor was telling me that, hey, we need to have you take some tests and uh, a possibly a biopsy, biopsy of my kidneys, because we think that there's a problem here. So that's a very scary thing. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's on and on. I went for a year, and I'm going to be a little short on this part because I can give you a, it's a, it's a very detailed, but, you know, it's a very... A disheartening thing to find out you may be seriously ill and you've never been sick before. So um, um, after I got the blood work done, after the doctor gave me the analysis, they offered me a suggestion of, hey, maybe we can help you. We can give you these medications and see if that will resolve the issue. Um, I tried taking these medications for about a year from 2009 to 2010 but my body couldn't handle it, to be honest. My body couldn't handle it. So the following August of, of 2010, um, I had emergency, emergency um, surgery. I had, no, I shouldn't say, yeah, emergency surgery where I had to have a port put in so I could go on dialysis immediately. So that's a very... Um, that's a very uh, disheartening thing. So it was. You want to explain uh, explain that port? Um, a lot of our audience probably don't quite understand some terminology we're using. We of course understand that, but uh, a port is something that uh, they use temporarily uh, to start kidney dialysis. So it's implanted in your chest, and it's uh, no wonderful needles involved. A lot of times when you're just currently diagnosed with uh, a port. It's an emergency situation. You need to go on dialysis immediately. Correct. Uh, otherwise, they give you time to have a surgery through a vascular surgeon uh, to create a port to, to have um, dialysis. So carry on. Yeah. So having that emergency surgery done, uh, this port put in your chest, again, if you've never been to, never had surgery, never been really sick, all of these are scary times. Even I don't care how old you are. Uh, so I was very nervous about this. I was very, you know, and my family was too. My wife and my children, you know, they all was very concerned because now dad was sick. This is not like dad to be sick. 
So um, uh, after going in and have the surgery done, emergency port put in so that they could they could be able to put you on dialysis. And if and maybe Daryl, just explain a little bit about what dialysis is, dialyzing yourself. Dialysis is um, cleaning your blood. So there's a lot of toxins in your blood. Your kidney functions as a filter. So uh, when your kidney functions are low, uh, at a certain point, they test something called creatinine, which determines uh, whether you start dialysis or not. So uh, with that being said, um, dialysis cleans your blood. And as a jokingly way, you can lose weight on dialysis like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> so for all our audiences out there that want to uh, lose weight, Go sit in that dialysis chair for a little while and you'll lose quite a bit. But uh, we don't want you to do that. The purpose of this is to, to inform people, but to also avoid that seat if right. possible. Right. That's one seat you really don't want to sit in if you can, uh, if you can help it. So, yeah, this is, uh, like I said, as Daryl was saying, it's, it's a very scary thing. And like I said, I, I, like I was explaining to Daryl, you sit on the side of the bed when this first occurs and say, why me? It's always why me? Uh, what did I do to cause yourself to get in this situation? You don't know. Um, life happens. And again, one of the major things that I would say that for black men is watch your blood pressure and watch your stress level. Those are the two major things that could cause kidney issues. I won't say kidney failure. I'll say kidney issues. Um, so from that, I, I went on to um, uh, have dialysis. So you, you, with this emergency surgery, uh, these ports put in, so now that it can clean my blood through these tubes and you sit in this chair. If you've never seen a dialysis center, and most people don't because they just walk right past them not knowing what they are. Right. And uh, when you finally find out that they're, that's the place that you have to go, and then you're seeing the, the people that's there, you kind of like realize the fact now it hits you. I got to do this. And, but the good thing about this is that there's always, you know, you, got, you have to be positive, like Daryl saying. You have to keep yourself positive because it's not just for you. It's for you, your children, your wife, whoever, your significant other, whoever, your parents. You know, nobody wants to be there, but sometimes we have to. So... Remember, the thing is to keep your spirits because there's always, a, you know, there's always a chance that you're going to get a kidney. That's the whole purpose. You're there. Hey, your kidneys fail. So what? Let's what can we do about them? Well, to, to talk about what you've talked about, the importance of this podcast is to inform people. But all across America. If you just take a look, these kidney dialysis places are popping up like Popeye's chicken and McDonald's. There is an issue in our community with kidney problems. If you don't know someone or know someone, you will shortly. There's a big push for home dialysis. We'll be talking about that in a future podcast. What is the advantages of it? What is not? A lot of people uh, on dialysis try to keep it secretive. Uh, they want to do it at home. But let me, let me assure you this. If your home is not hospital sterile, uh, you might want to consider home dialysis. Uh, the last thing you want to do is get a catheter infected. So um, this is very important. We, we need to have a voice, and you need to look at people who are like you uh, talking about this. 
Uh, people think that when you're on kidney dialysis, you look a certain way or you uh, think your body does make some changes. Um, you'll tend to get a little darker because of uh, the dialysis. Mm -hmm. uh, you will probably lose some weight because, like I said, that's a, that chair is a, is a fabulous chair in a lot of ways, but you will lose some weight because it takes water out of your body. So um, there's just a lot of information. People have questions. They want to know, how do I feel? Uh, what do I expect? Kidney dialysis affects every aspect of your life, from your personal life to your finances to what am I going to do, how do I feel, to, to the medications you have to take while you're on dialysis and the medications you have to take when you get a transplant. So we're here today, or at least I am here today and every other week, to encourage people. You can still live and have a great life, but you have to have some certain things in order such as you got to have a strong mind and you have to be willing to do what the doctors ask you to do. Uh, because if you don't, there's consequences for that. So, yeah, I think, and those consequences are definitely major. Right. Um, what I find out and you, like Daryl explained, when you know about a dialysis office or a dialysis center and you're there, the, they're going to give you a couple of things. They're going to give you a, a social worker, you'll have a social worker, you'll have a nutritionist, um, and you have your nephrologist are, is going to visit occasionally um, to see your progress. And when you're thinking about progress, the whole point of the dialysis is center is to just to keep you alive, to keep your blood clean. But in addition to that, what you want to do is that you want to get on that transplant list as soon as possible. A lot of people, depending on when, you, when you're um, diagnosed with kidney failure, as soon as you have to go to a dialysis center, as soon, make sure the first thing you want to do is make sure your, 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 your um, social worker mm -hmm. knows that uh, you want to be, be on that transplant list. Because I'm you, just so, you want to explain what a transplant list is and briefly yeah. how that goes about the, the two types of kidneys that you can get as far yeah. as a living donor well, or a cadaver. A transplant list is so so there are so there are hospitals all over the country uh, that have people who are in line who have kidney failure, who are in line, like any line you familiar with, waiting for a kidney. And there's so many things that has to line up in order for you to be a perfect candidate for that kidney. Correct. So there are two types. You can be a live donor kidney. That means you know someone that's willing to donate your kidney and that's, that everything matches, you know, all your, your blood work matches. Then there's a cadaver donor. That means somebody who's recently deceased and, uh, is, has indicated that they want to be a donor, and then they find out that it's a match with yours. Um, that's the thing. Fortunately, I my son was a donor, but he was too he wasn't healthy enough at the time um, to donate to me. So we I could not use my son. Um, but shortly after that, there was a cadaver donor came available. Uh, and I'm talking about, I was on dialysis about two and a half years. 
And that's unheard of, really. You usually don't find, unless it's a live donor, you don't find a cadaver donor within two and a half years. Um, I was blessed uh, to have one. Um, I went on dialysis in 2010. I got my kidney transplant in February of 2013. And... That was like a life-changing experience. Um, so I'm here today talking about those like life-changing experiences, how my life has improved since then, and how some of the changes that I've made in my lifestyle uh, after that. In addition to that, I just want to let everyone know that once you have a kidney transplant, you will be on a certain line of medication for the rest of your life. So don't think you're going to get an uh, organ and there's nothing you have to do. You're going to be taking medication for the rest of your life. Darrell. That is correct. So uh, in a nutshell, um, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about with, as far as your experiences with uh, um, well, I've, beforehand? I've, or how do you feel after you've had a kidney? Well, like it's, I say, now since 13, now it's 2020, it's seven years. Right. Seven years. And I'm doing fine. I'm feel good, looking good. Exactly. So Do you notice more energy. Do you notice? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely a life changing uh, event uh, for that. I think the biggest thing is you getting stuck three times. Yeah. You know, there, you know, there's so many horror stories I could tell you audiences <laughs> about kidney dialysis that that would probably take two or three hours to say. But um, it is very important that you have a general understanding of what people go through with that. Uh, it's beneficial if you've got someone, a strong family, which I've been blessed with. Yes. Um, so uh, I can tell you my story. I'm probably one of the only people in the Chicagoland area that has four kidneys in them. Um, <laughs> oh, I can I can say that most people don't. I think I'm looking good and great. I know after I got my first kidney, people couldn't believe how I looked and the weight I lost and everything. And I said, well, what did I look like beforehand? <laughs> you know, did I, uh, you know, was I look like I'm a walking dead? And people would say, no, you just, you look fabulous and you would never know that I ever had a kidney transplant. So uh, that's good. And I, I want to credit um, my family, first of all, and uh, the doctors who gave me the information I needed. You gotta change your eating habits. You have to uh, keep that stress off you as much as possible. And you have to be positive and you have to be around positive people. Uh, that is so important with, with any illness. Um, you want to, and I'm, I'm sorry for saying, um, this is my first podcast, but uh, <laughs> uh, you wanna be, be positive in that situation. I know a lot of you guys probably have a lot of questions um, when I was on dialysis, people would come to me and ask me questions, uh, personal questions. What about this? What about that? And I, I would love getting them information uh, simply because they don't know. A lot of us don't know. We don't ask any questions. But you need to know because it's definitely going to affect you. You need to know, uh, what, you know what kind of foods you need to eat. And a lot of times people want kidney dialysis. They have other issues as well. So fortunately... Uh, we've got scheduled a nutritionist coming on the show to talk about some foods you need to eat when you're on dialysis and when you're off. We've got a, a, um, a fitness person will come in here and he will give you some exercise you can do. That is very, very important to do some type of exercise 
even if it's just walking uh, to keep things going uh, at your second chance in life. Uh, we also will have um, a social worker come in. Uh, he can talk about the mental thing you go through. Um, and just think about this. Um, someone gives you this news, what are you going to think? If you don't have a strong mental mind, it'll be a very tough road for you. We'll also have some uh, dialysis techs and some dialysis nurses talk on the show. And we'll have um, people who are currently on uh, dialysis. Uh, let them tell their story. How did they, how did they become on dialysis? Uh, people have misbeliefs about things as far as how you got there. It, it's, it's everybody and anybody. I've seen people from 21 years old to 80 some years old on dialysis. So this is a, this is an epidemic in um, minority communities uh, that needs to be addressed. So hopefully we can do a podcast about people not having to go on dialysis, changing their eating habits or, or, or their lifestyle so they can avoid it. And um, that's where we're going to go with the show. Uh, my personal story, um, I was in my 30s. Actually, to tell you the truth, uh, a very long time ago I was interviewing for a job and it was probably my first job I had that I could make some decent money, so to speak. And uh, the doctor told me, she said, you know, you have a lot of protein in your urine. So I'm always thinking, well, protein is good for you, man. You know, don't you lift weights and everything? So... Uh, I didn't think none of it. I was just trying to get the job, man, you know, and I had to take a physical and about three or four interviews and I, I did get an opportunity. Uh, thank God for that. But I, I was so naive and unknowledgeable about what is protein in your urine. If I had addressed and went to a doctor, then I, I may have avoided all these things I've had to go through. So we need to, uh, first of all, go to the doctor more. Uh, don't wait until something happens to you to go to the doctor. Go to the doctor be, to be preventive. You know, and uh, you know if you're eating them pork skin, chips, and, and cookies, and, 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 and uh, all that stuff every day. You can't eat that every day and, and, and think you're going to live a healthy life. You've got to cut back, and you've got to do some things. Harder said than done. But uh, nevertheless, uh, if I had addressed that, if I had some knowledge about some things, I think I could have avoided possibly maybe some medication way back then. Uh, a lot of times kidney disease is hereditary, too. Uh, diabetes causes uh, kidney disease for you fans out there. So we, we have to watch what we eat and we have to uh, really focus on that and, and, and try to live a happy life. Uh, so the title of this podcast is Love, Life, and Live. Uh, just because you have a, 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 a chronic illness doesn't mean go crawl in a hole and fade away. It means toughen up. And, do, and listen to the doctors and do what they say and try to make a change because you really have no choice with this particular uh, thing. Um, so nevertheless, I, 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 to, to finish my story, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the, that was the first time I realized I might have had some problems with my kidney in hindsight. So fast forward 10 years, um, I'm gaining weight and I can't understand how I'm gaining weight and I'm playing tennis every day, try, doing some workout, and I couldn't lose any weight. And uh, I was in um, Quincy, Illinois, uh, golfing with some clients. And I've, I could feel the river in my body moving. 
So I called a friend of mine. He knew a doctor. And uh, it took me two or three weeks to see this doctor. So I go to the doctor, and I'm talking to his physician's assistant. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling well. I'm kind of edgy. And I'm like, well, I had to wait three weeks to see this doctor. Who are you? Da, 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 da. And the gentleman was very, very professional. He said, hey, man, what are you doing? And I said, nothing. He said, do me a favor. I need you to go take a test at a hospital. He said, I need you to go right now. I don't need you to go home. I don't need you to do anything. I need you to go right now. I said, okay, fine. I go in the hospital. I got EKGs all on me, everything on me, man. And um, I, I'm like, what is this? Like, you know, I'm not one to be in the hospital. And the strangest thing, I've always not liked needles. And I've probably been stuck well, maybe half a million times with needles. <laughs> so uh, I go to the hospital, and they give me um, this water pill, and I lose about 30-some pounds in a couple of days. And, I, and people don't even, uh, couldn't even recognize me. I don't think my mother and father, they probably looked shocked. But the thing, the, the, the doctor nephrologist comes in the room, and I, I had my, uh, my uncle, my aunt, and my mother and father. They're all sitting in the room. And then he tells me, well, you know, da-da-da-da. He, he throws me the news. So I just you know, looked at him and said, okay, what next? But the look on their face, uh, you could write a movie on. It, it was like, you know, remarkable. And I'm looking at them, I'm looking at the doctor, and I don't know anything about dialysis or what this all means or what everything does, but uh, that was the start of my journey. So um, I'm, I thank God I'm here today, and uh, I do have a purpose now, and my purpose is to educate people on simple questions they may have that they might not feel comfortable with asking, uh, doctors or nurses because it's of a personal nature. You know, what, how do you get disability? When is disability uh, uh, active? Um, what kind of medications do you have to take? And who's going to pay for it? And how is that going to affect my job? Can I go to my job? And how many times a week do we have to go to dialysis? You know, so let me be first to say, for, for those who are maybe not on dialysis, dialysis, you can't just go when you're feeling good or feeling bad. You have to go three times a week. And if you don't, you'll have some serious consequences from that. So uh, this is a lot of little questions that people have that might be kind of shy about it because this is really a devastating thing in hindsight uh, that you go through. So you really want to be educated on this. And even no question is stupid. Ask questions. Uh, this is your body, your life. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to get through this, uh, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to be uh, inquisitive and, and take charge on some things. Um, also, I, I hope through this podcast that uh, I could feature someone that needs a kidney, and maybe someone out here uh, could bless that person with a kidney. Mm -hmm. uh, kidney transplants are not like they were years and years ago. The person actually giving the kidney is out of the hospital in a day. Uh, it's robotic surgery. Um, it's, it's in the past, they had to cut you down the back and go through rib cages and everything else. Now it's just a simple boom, 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 as they're out and done. And we need to uh, help people regarding that. Uh, something that's very um, saddens me is to uh, have a person sit in a dialysis seat for six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years when someone could give them a kidney. 
I, I know that's not like giving a, um, a popsicle or anything, but you only use one kidney. And for those people who love other ones, that, that is the gift of life is more than anything I can say. Yeah, I just had a question. You, how long were you on dialysis? How long were you on dialysis before you got your first kidney? Um, actually, I was on dialysis for two years. And my sister gave me her kidney. Um, her name is Tanya. And even though... Uh, Oh, it takes time. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, just take your time, dear. Because that's not an easy thing to do. Right. Um, to give up, have someone, especially uh, your sister or your close relative, to be willing to hear, that's my brother, this is what I'll do. Right. So, that always brings uh, tears to me. Okay. But nevertheless, okay. she's a wonderful person, mm -hmm. and she stood up, and uh, if it wasn't for her, probably wouldn't be here today. Okay. So, I know she's probably laughing, because I'm sitting <laughs> here with tears in my eyes. <laughs> But uh, I want to give her recognition because there's people like that we need to help us, man. There you go. Yeah, she had the courage to come up and uh, donate a kidney. Mm -hmm. And for that, I will never forget. And that was how long? I mean, my... I, that I was, was back in 2003 or four. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I can't begin to tell you, man. It's, she, she's courageous as hell. Right. Yeah. So even though we argue and... Do that. She knows I love her. Right. And that I appreciate it. That's the gift of life. Right. So that lasted for me for five years. And then uh, they had, uh, my bladder had flooded. Okay. So it killed a kidney. Okay. And then I waited another uh, seven years for the next one. So you had to go back on dialysis. Go back on dialysis. Now you talk about something that is a nightmare from Elm Street when the doctor tells you, hey, we got something for you. And he said, well, what's that? He said, well, we, you know, the dialysis share again. <laughs> You're like, well, are, you, are you kidding me? Is this, this is unbelievable. You right. have a dialysis share for me again. <laughs> so uh, I've been through uh, trials and tribulations of that. Okay. And uh, God blessed me about four years ago. Uh, I have a special blood type for another kidney. Did the doctor, um, when they diagnosed you, did they tell you what particular illness caused your kidney my, failure? My, uh, my illness was hypertension. So uh, what is hypertension? Well, hypertension can be a lot of things, man. You got a lot of pressure on you. I had to think back in, uh, I've never been a sickly person. Mm -hmm. So I had to think about, you know, you got the pressure of a job performing. You got the pressure of kids and relationships. Right. You got the pressure of always having to prove yourself in okay. the job and this, that, and the other. And I guess all that builds up. And then you're quick-tempered, you know. Um, so you got to learn how to live a different lifestyle, basically. I think that's what we were talking about when I was mentioning earlier. Uh, my particular um, illness was, I'll, I'll give you the alphabet first, FSGS. And the technical term is focal segmental glomatosis sclerosis. That's like somebody taking your kidney and just scraping it. So it's kind of like scars on it. 
Oh, okay. It's scars on it. So, and no sickness before that, like I said. And I kind of like asked the doctor what, what really caused it. And this is something that can be common in African-American men. What causes it? Hypertension, high blood pressure, mm -hmm. and stress. So I can only, I can keep pressing that for us black men. Hypertension and stress. The more stress, the more probability that you're going to have some type of kidney issue. Right. Yeah, so we have a lot of issues to deal with, man, as far as uh, our lifestyles. Right. Uh, we have to change our lifestyles. And diet. Uh, and <laughs> diet. Right. And uh, Can't eat those uh, polar sausages and rib tips. <laughs> <laughs> Or on pork skin. <laughs> right. You got you got too much of them, I too should much say. Too much of them, right. So uh therefore, um so my kidney lasted five years and uh I was on dialysis for seven years and I was uh, able to get another kidney. And that's because I did everything the doctors asked me to do. Uh just let the people out there know if you don't do what those doctors ask you to do, you're not gonna get a kidney because they they check your pressure. They check your thing. There's too many people out here that need a kidney to give someone a kidney that won't do what they're asked to do. Right. And uh, if you do drugs, you're not going to get a kidney. If you um, abuse anything, they and they know when they take the blood test every week for those people out there who are on dialysis. You can't hide from it. So do the right thing and uh, get people aware of how we can avoid this problem. And if you take a look and cross the country and you just take a look around in your neighborhood, you're going to see a lot of dialysis centers popping up quite a bit and a lot of people on home dialysis. So uh, let's make a change. Let's be positive. Let's be strong. Let's let, let's give some inspiration uh, to people. And um, that's the purpose of this podcast. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Well, I think you did an excellent job thank for you. your first podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Darryl. Appreciate it. And, and I uh, think you spoke from the heart. And that's where we need people to be honest with themselves. Right. So, like I said, in the future, we're going to have different health professionals come in here and not give you a lecture on things, but things that can help you. Um, for instance, for those people on dialysis, I, I had a, a I, I want to give a special shout out to the University of Illinois, Chicago. Uh, man, the, the staff there, from the pharmacy department to the transplant clinic, to the nephrologists, to the dialysis techs there, to the nurses there, they're fantastic. Uh, I, and I mean, and I'm a critical person by nature, I guess <laughs> you could say, <laughs> but uh, they really are fantastic. And um, we'll have hopefully some of those people come and talk about the drugs you need to take and, and some of the things you can do. Um, uh, you know, there's different ports that you have when you talk to a vascular surgeon as far as uh, um, whether it's a fitzilla, which they tie veins together, or it's a graph. But uh, you want to know those things. And you want to be aware, you know. So if you're never an aware person and never knew anything, now it's time to do it. Now it's time to be aware. Um, so I want to thank everyone that's ever prayed for me also. Uh, I think, I think uh, prayer is... Uh, if you never prayed before, you'll be praying when you're on dialysis. That's for sure. <laughs> you'll That's be definitely it. praying when you're on dialysis. Amen. So uh, there's a number on my flyer. 
call that number if you have anything that uh, you would like us to discuss or like me to discuss. Uh, Harold will be here uh, periodically to talk about different things and other experiences of when he was in a chair and uh, as far as text sticking you and those knots that would be on your arm. Uh, those are aneurysms, actually, that would be on your arm from people not sticking you the right way. You have to know about... Uh, uh, when the weather changes, sometimes you're not feeling as good as it is. But I, I want to take away this myth. Everyone thinks that when you're on dialysis, you're always kind of slow and sluggish. That's not the case. No. A lot of people on dialysis are active. The key to this is to be active and keep your mind busy. Do something. Um, your life's going to change. You're not going to be going to work from 9 to 5. But you could do something in another period that, that uh, something you enjoy doing. Um, so, especially now with COVID-19, uh, you notice how people's lifestyles have changed. Uh, people are not so much working nine to five jobs, they're working from home because there's other things to do in life than go to work nine to five, work 40 years and then slither away. Uh, you don't want to do that. Um, so, I want to also uh, thank my production manager. He's fabulous. Uh, I will have him post... <laughs> Uh, his uh, post his credentials on our on our first show. So if you ever need anyone who knows production and knows uh, uh, podcasting and, and Yahoo, he's definitely a gentleman to uh, mention. And uh, I want to thank, uh, like I said, everyone out there who's listening right now, all my Facebook friends and all my followers. Thank you so much for taking this time. Sure. Sure. Yeah, and I also want to thank uh, Sharisay Powell. She's uh, definitely uh, behind this. Uh, she's been an excellent uh, production team leader. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to thank my daughter, uh, Sierra. Uh, she's helping with it. And my son, Tyler, and my daughter, Jasmine, who I'm sure, hopefully, she's listening to this as well. Um, thank them and thank my family mm -hmm. and thank the doctors. And uh, hopefully... I can get through to some people and give them some information and some knowledge that they might not have known before uh, that they want to know. It could be something simple. Um, but like uh, Mr. Wilson said, keep that stress off you. Uh, that's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> however you do it, that's your business, but keep the stress off you. Amen. And uh, that's it for now. So thanks for listening. Uh, I look forward to uh, speaking uh, every couple weeks we'll, we'll be doing this podcast and hopefully we'll have some good questions and some answers and some people that can give you some valuable information regarding this and together we can make a difference uh, with educating people about this uh, situation, this illness that we're in. Thanks again. Yeah, like I mentioned before, uh, Chime in. Uh, I've got uh, on my website, you can chime in if you have any questions or any topics you'd like to discuss. Or even if you'd like to, we can Zoom you in. Even if you'd like to be uh, on the podcast, on the show, uh, you'd be more than welcome. We look for different people with different situations to tell their story. This story was just me and uh, Mr. Wilson. Uh, but other, everyone has different stories, and uh, hopefully we can educate people and, and get some people uh, some kidney transplants. So okay. my first person, and this is the last statement I will say, that uh, I'm going to promote to get a kidney uh, 
a living organ donor if possible. His name is Greg Smith. Uh, this gentleman is out of Baltimore, Maryland, and he is B positive. That's a special type of uh, uh, blood. So if there's anyone out there that knows they're B, B positive and they want to uh, save a life and change a life, think about it. Let me know. Call in and I can get the information uh, to the proper people to see if uh, that would be a good fit. Anything else from my uh, first guest on the, on the... No, I think you did a great job, Daryl. Thanks, um, thanks a lot. Man. Really uh, spoken from the heart, and uh, it's a real need out here, and um, we just want everyone to be aware. All right. Thanks again.